elections 2016. As South Africans who registered to cast their special vote today continue, Vuani in Limpopo is not without challenges. Today, the IEC officials are forced to set up their voting stations outside some of the designated venues as they were locked. The gates had been locked since the beginning of a shutdown in the area as part of a prolonged demarcation protest in the troubled area. Special voting in Vuani started today as it was postponed yesterday. 34701 at SAFM Midday Live. You'll find me at Darshan Mudley. Some of the other issues we're likely to bring you shortly. Reports that independent candidates in Potchestroom in the Northwest have threatened to take the IEC to the Electoral Court after tomorrow's municipal polls. They argue that following the amalgamation of Tlokwe and Fentersdorp municipalities, certain people are still voting at the wrong voting districts. Uh, we're hoping to chat to one of those independent candidates shortly. But first, uh, our senior SABC researcher in studio at the, uh, at the regional operations center, that's in Pretoria. Uh, we're joined in studio by him now. Ranesh Doraj, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Hey, Dash, and good afternoon. Great to be here. So, un- unfortunately, some of our lineups are not working out, so we're trying to figure out what's happening in, in Clockway and, of course, in, <laughs> in Vowani as well. But before we get an update from, from our reporters yeah. in that area, what are some of the priorities that, that you're seeing from the IEC today, Ranesh? Well, Dashin, a day before the main election day, lots of buzz happening here at the IEC Results Operations Center. A little while back, we had uh, everyone buzzing and milling around because Julius Malema from the EFF was walking around. Um, uh, some of uh, you know the media personnel were actually you know going towards Umuyiseni and Lozi, obviously for those selfies and for those pics. You know the people's buy. Um, then we are told that there's going to be an IEC briefing at one o'clock. President Jacob Zuma is going to be here. He's expected to be at the IEC Center around 2 o'clock. We also saw the uh, DA people here as well. We we actually met and spoke to Pumzile Van Dam, who is the DA uh, spokesperson, uh, just doing a tour of uh, you know the media that's present at the IEC Results Center. Uh, head of Digital, Isaac Binar, took on a tour of the SABC platforms, radio, TV, digital, and you know if and when we need interviews to be arranged for the party, uh, whom to speak to, and you know the kind of story that we, we, we can possibly generate with the different parties that are present here at the uh, IEC Results Center. Ranesh, thank you again for, for joining us and I understand you're going to stay with us for the hour as we try to update you on what's happening today on the second day of special voting. Let's go to Vuwani now where our reporter Witness Tiva is on the line to us. Witness, thank you for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to Deshin and to our listeners. We understand IEC officials got locked out of some of the designated venues for, for voting stations today. What happened there, witness? Now, when we visited a number of uh, uh, voting stations here in the Vuani area, we found the IEC officials uh, setting up their voting material outside the, the designated venues. So when we tried to interact with the officials who were there, the told us that uh, they were also surprised to find the gates uh, locked, but we're still going to talk to the uh, municipal electoral officer responsible for the newly established municipality just to check as to what really transpired looking at the logistics or their plan to get the stations opened today. Mm, I mean, did any voting happen? Uh, some of the pictures that I saw on, on Twitter and Facebook showed people voting outside of those venues. The IEC actually set up the booths outside. Did that happen, witness? 
What is basically happening here? We, we are seeing uh, IS officials waiting patiently outside these uh, 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 stations, looking for voters to come in and uh, cast their ballots. But we haven't seen one of them uh, showing up. The reason could be that uh, only uh, 32 uh, voters have registered for special voting. Residents decided to boycott the uh, municipal election, so it's a case of wait and see. We'll see in late in the afternoon as to what will what will really come out of this. Witness, how much security is in and around these areas? Yes, uh, member, uh, SATS members uh, who are working for various units have deployed at the strategic point. Each and every voting station uh, is having uh, police officers who are that uh, the IEC officials are safe and there are a number of police officers in their police nyalas or armored vehicles uh, patrolling in the area. So the security is tight in Vuane and its surrounding villages. Mm, and, and what's the mood among residents? Are, are they showing up to vote today? Uh, we have been able to talk to those who have registered for special voting, but the general mood is that uh, residents are having a mixed feeling over uh, this particular uh, municipal election. So we, 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 we're still going to interact with them more late in the afternoon and tomorrow morning where uh, uh, voting is, is expected to, to start in full swing in the county. Thank you very much for joining us. Witness Tiva is in Vuwane. Ranesh Doraj is in Pretoria at the Regional Operations Centre. Ranesh, you know, Vuwane has been a, a hotspot. It's been a concern for, for several months now. There's been this, you know, a veritable shutdown of all services for three months, a boycotting of those services. Huge concerns there for the IEC whether people will come up tomorrow and, and vote. Yeah, no, absolutely, Dash. And, you know, obviously the uh, the security cluster is watching Vuani very, very closely. We all do know that some kind of agreement was struck with uh, a few of the traditional leaders in Vuani last week. But then we have the pro-Makado group saying, no, you know what, these guys kind of compromised our leveraging power in the area. You know, going to these elections, we had that bargaining power. That bargaining power has just dissipated because, you know, that agreement kind of nullifies everything. But, yeah, special voting, uh, you know, wasn't allowed to take place in Vuwani yesterday just 32 special vote applications were received for the area and and you know obviously uh, voting like the reporter said earlier uh, the special voting has kicked off but to a very slow start earlier today mm, I mean we'll be looking forward to that IEC briefing that you mentioned at one o'clock I'm sure that's an issue they're going to be picking up uh, they'll also be picking up the issue that happened at Freedom Park south of Johannesburg last night Two independent electoral commission tents were set alight over power failures in the area. Our reporter joining me in studio here in Auckland Park is Orizani Sitole. Orizani, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Uh, afternoon, Dashin. So you visited Freedom Park. How's the area looking today? Uh, it's smooth and looking like it was normal yesterday as it was. But uh, I mean, later, as you just said, that there was a, a incident of uh, setting alight of two IEC tents. Uh, before I came here, I spoke to the police uh, a spokesperson, uh, Colonel. Co- Colonel Quesa, and who, who says actually everything is okay and they'll keep on monitoring the situation there. Mm, uh, just you know, visiting the site, what, what did you see? What sort of damage, destruction were, was evidence? Uh, 
Uh, you know, uh, Rubble's remains of, of the tents uh, can still be seen there. I mean, you know, it's plastic and, and stuff. But uh, other than that, it's it's normal. You remember that there, there are issues of power failures now that it's cold and people are, are having problems in different parts of the country. So it's, it's one of those things. But she says, uh, other than that, there's nothing that has to do with uh, resistance for, for elections or anything has to do with the people not wanting to go to vote. Have the police identified who's responsible? Anyone arrested? Uh, unfortunately, at this stage, nobody has been arrested, but uh, she has indicated that they will continue to 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 to, to, to I mean to, to to do their investigations. Mm, I mean, did you speak to residents in the area? What, what sort of grievances may have led to this torching of IEC tents? Uh, most are raising the issue of uh, electricity. I mean, they, they, they had the power cuts, uh, so it's something that they've been concerned about. But uh, some are just saying it's just people who are just uh, uh, decided yeah, the criminal activities and stuff. How many people could have been responsible last night? Uh, unfortunately, you know, at night it's it's dark and nobody seemed to want to talk about it actually. So maybe they fear it could be, chances are somebody knows who's who, but they don't want to be uh, uh, talking about it because they may be victimized later on once we've left. How was special voting in the area today? Uh, slowly but surely, but it's it's the same. Uh, you know, remember that it's uh, uh, most most people are expected to go to vote tomorrow. So some are at work, some may be hoping to go and do their last minute uh, uh, voting. But uh, it's still smooth sailing. Except for yesterday, there was an issue where some people were facing difficulties of. Uh, their names and addresses and didn't correspond with uh, with uh, with with what's on the voters roll so they couldn't vote so uh, some of the things that happened in the south Harisani Satole visiting Freedom Park this morning thanks so much for joining us Harisani it's 17 minutes after 12 and just a reminder of your top story today, the IEC faces challenges as special voting continues in and around the country. Looking at the markets today, gold is trading $1,359 an ounce, platinum $1,168 an ounce, the rand dollar trading 13 rand 96, the pound is 18 rand 48 and the euro 15 rand 62. What's an afternoon without midday live? Only on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Shortly, we'll find out more about what's happening with special voting today. Patrick Dintwa will be joining us from the Northwest, where we understand independent candidates in Room in that area are threatening to take the IEC to the Electoral Court after tomorrow's municipal polls. Let's chat a little bit further now to our SABC specialist researcher on politics, elections and service delivery. Ranesh Doraj is in our Pretoria studios. Ranesh, thanks for your time again. Good afternoon. Hi, Darshan. Ranesh, how much of an issue is this going to be for the IEC to deal with at, at 1 o'clock this afternoon, that, that of the, these independent candidates are planning to approach the Electoral Court? Well, I certainly think it's nothing new. You know, the IEC has kind of uh, grown accustomed to the independents, you know, hauling the IEC over the coals, proverbially, uh, proverbially speaking. And, you know, obviously this, this issue of Lokwe, you know, has been an old one, you know, since the by-elections, the very controversial by-elections in uh, September, December 2013. Uh, you must remember that uh, Lokwe, you know, with all its voting issues, the by-elections issues, comprises 113 voting stations and 34 wards. Um, you would read call earlier this year after the uh, constitutional court ruling the uh, concord actually said uh, you know to Tlokwe, you know, just excluded Tlokwe to say that you guys need to sort your stuff out before we actually go into elections. You'll be singled out. All your voting address details need to be captured before the August 3rd polls. So I think 
in that sense, the 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 Klochwe municipality was given that leverage or, or or given that leeway to rectify all those things that you know were perceived to be incorrect, uh, you know, during those uh, those by-elections, you know, which the electoral court highlighted in Feb this year. Mm, I mean, David Cum, who's uh, one of those independent candidates in the area, has been talking to the media about people voting in the wrong voting districts. The only way for the IEC or for anyone to check if people are voting in the wrong districts is if they bring a proof of residence, which they don't need for this election. So how is the IEC going to get around that? To be very honest with you, Dash, and I have absolutely no, no idea. But but the thing is that I, I, I know for a fact that the IEC is going to be confronted by a huge headache, you know, once these elections actually take place tomorrow. And, you know, Klokwe is kind of being used as uh, as a yardstick for, for, for the other municipalities across the country because, you know, there is still the argument that uh, although the Concord has given Klokwe this leeway, you know, or, or, or the IEC this leeway until June 2018, to correct the voters' role to include all addresses and, you know, details like that. What happens that if a person not registered in a particular voting district does not actually vote in that voting district? You know, it, it, it's going to be the same dilemma. So, so I foresee bigger problems for the IEC once we come out of elections sometime early next week when the councils actually sit and, you know, those kind of matters arise. Mm. Uh, let's just talk a little bit further about KwaZulu-Natal now. We had the NFP also in court trying to get registered for this election. They were unsuccessful. Today they had a media briefing swearing allegiance or at least saying that their, their voters or their members could vote for particular parties. It seems uncertain at this stage. Is it the DA? Is it the ANC? Or is it a new party uh, being called the, the Freedom Movement? I think the NFP is in a real, real quandary because, you know, uh, yeah, those be, uh, those media briefings that you're talking about, the, the youth movement is actually throwing their weights behind the DA. Then we've got the NFP, uh, well, the executive of the NFP actually supporting the ANC. And then in the Northwest, a group of the independents, the, you know, they're throwing their support for the Forum for Service Delivery. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, does this even make a difference? Because, you know, what is the NFP doing? You know, they, they, they formed just before the 2011 local elections. Where is the party's credibility? We all know that the leader has been ill. She had uh, suffered a stroke. And, you know, since she's been ill, the party has just gone, you know, has, has just dwindled in support. There's lots of confusion, lots of uh, leadership tussles at the top. So, yeah, NFP is a very curious ca uh, case to watch during these elections. Because, remember, although they were disqualified, qualified from participating in most of the other municipalities that they would have loved to uh, have, have tackled in these elections. They do have uh, 17 candidates registered in Nkutu municipality. I think it's eight ward candidates and nine PR candidates. Hmm. I mean, let's just talk a little bit further about the uh, the, the the issue of, of, of the NMP. We're trying to get their acting national spokesperson, Becky Gumpy, to, to talk to us a little bit further about where their allegiances lie this afternoon. But but what impact do you think that the NFP not participating in these elections would have on, have on the future of that party, Ranesh? Um, to be very honest with you, Darshan, I don't think the NFP has a future leading up to the 2019 national and provincial elections. I think uh, even by 2021, when we have our next local government elections, the NFP might well just disappear. Totally. Um, I think where their support will go more than likely in these elections, their support will probably gravitate back towards the IFP because remember the NFP was a breakaway from the IFP. 
more progressive arm of the IFP back then in 2011. And, you know, they pulled away from the IFP, blaming the IFP that, you know what, you guys need to move with the times. You're a little anachronistic. You know, uh, the electoral terrain is changing. The political landscape is changing. So we need to move with the times. So, yeah, you know what, the leader is the Deputy Minister of Science and Technology. That was the perception. There was a perception that there was a reward for the electoral support given to the ANC in KZN in those 19 councils but after these elections the ANC the IFP just you know it'll probably just be a tussle between those two main parties Ranesh stay with us uh, let's cross now to uh, the northwest where our reporter Patrick Dintwa joins us on the line Patrick thanks for your time good afternoon good afternoon Dashim. does it appear that these independent candidates are approaching the electoral court taking the IEC to court over tomorrow's municipal polls well, according to, to, to the uh, spokesperson for the independent candidate in Kauke, David Kamp, when we engaged with him uh, yesterday about uh, the general you know, feeling of uh, him with regard to uh, this uh, 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 special vote, what he indicated is that, is that although they are happy about the process so far, but their happiness is, is, is very much limited because what he's saying is that uh, what they have uh, uh, gathered is that uh, majority of the people around Kaukwe, uh, specifically in Ikahe, uh, had uh, their you know, voting district change. Remember, uh, during uh, or, or after the demarcation or the amalgamation of Kaukwe uh, and, and, and centers of municipalities, uh, the demarcation board then you know, uh, uh, changed some of the uh, voting district and the wards. So as a result, that caused that uh, some of the uh, voting districts uh, in specific votes uh, could should, uh, change automatically. So as a result, some of the people who have registered in uh, specific votes or, or voting districts had to go to other districts because uh, their voting districts have been changed because of this demarcation process. So as a result, what Khan said yesterday is that they have raised this matter with the IEC but the IEC did not listen to them. So what he's saying is that they are waiting tomorrow and a day after tomorrow uh, when they have lost the elections, as he's saying, they will then approach the electoral court and then they will uh, request the electoral court to declare the uh, elections null and void. Mm, has there been any response from, from the IEC in the area, Patrick? The IEC will contact uh, They are saying that is, this is not their uh, competency about the issue of demarcation, the competency of the demarcation board. So what they are saying is that they have been given the maps uh, after this uh, demarcation. So with them, uh, they did their part. So uh, they will watch the space and then uh, if the uh, independent candidates go to court, they will also you know, you know, uh, respond accordingly. Mm, and, and what's the mood like among voters today? Are there any special votes being cast in the area? Yes. Uh, uh, Special voting is continuing today. Majority of the people who are casting their vote today, I have seen the home visit. Uh, political parties as well as IEC officials are, are hard at work, you know, visiting uh, the, the elderly and the people who are sick and to, to, to cast their vote. But it is very quiet today.
Patrick Dentwood, thanks for joining us. Uh, he's on the line to us from Potchefstroom in the northwest, where independent candidates are threatening to take the IEC to the electoral court after tomorrow's municipal polls. Ranesh Thoraj, still in the Pretoria studios with us. I mean, this is going to be a hot issue for the IEC to deal with at, at one o'clock. There's been no response from them in, in the province. Are we likely to see the, the, the national uh, leadership of the IEC tackle this uh, in about a half an hour? Well, I can very safely assure you, Dash, and I will ask the question when the leadership comes uh, to the stage at one o'clock here at the IEC Results Centre, Dash. Mm. Uh, other issues that we wanted to pick up with you, Ranesh, we see that uh, there's a, a lot of people trying to woo Thabo Mbeki. Yesterday we had the EFF leadership meeting with them. The ANC's Park Tao uh, met with him today. Uh, why does it seem like we're clamouring around this, uh, this story around Thabo Mbeki? Well, I think firstly, remember Thabo Mbeki is a former president of the governing party. He's also, more importantly, the former president of the country. But very, very importantly, why the focus is on Thabo Mbeki and especially the ANC's Gauteng uh, uh, mayoral candidates, Toko Didiza and the other two guys, is that, you know, this whole factor of the urban middle classes, you know, uh, obviously there's a huge, you know, uh, hoo-ha about Gauteng's municipalities, Johannesburg, Ekuruleni and Tswane possibly moving towards opposition hands, towards the DA and, you know, the EFF, uh, you know, perceived to make inroads, uh, you know, uh, uh, against the ANC. So obviously the fight is among the urban middle classes within these three major metros in Gauteng. So Thabo Mbeki is seen as one of the symbols of that rising black middle classes within Johannesburg, Ekuruleni and Tswane. So with his support and with his endorsement of the party, you know, you know, whether it's EFF or whether it's ANC or any other party for that matter, I think it will bring a certain kind of gravitas, a certain kind of muscle to, 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 to that party's campaign. Um, you would recall a couple of weeks ago, there were media reports, uh, you know, suggesting that the ANC was concerned. Even uh, the secretary, the deputy secretary general of the ANC, uh, Jesse Duarte, uh, confessed that, you know what, the party is concerned about, you know, the urban mi uh, middle classes not supporting the ANC. And that's the reason they, 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 they formed this group of 2,500 uh, intellectuals of lawyers and teachers and, you know, those kind of people just to woo that urban middle classes within Gauteng, especially because Gauteng, remember, is highly, highly urbanized. And especially those three metros, Johannesburg, Ekuruleni and Tswane, the ANC is very, very concerned. So that's the reason that EFF is mm -hmm. probably making those strides towards Mbeki to, you know, kind of reel in those urban middle classes. We also had people like Tokyo Sekhwale. We had the endorsement of Winnie Madikazela uh, Mandela, Khalema Matlante also, Mavusa Msamang. So obviously that middle class issue is very fresh in the ANC's mind and they want to capture that constituency and keep that constituency just to buoy the ANC's electoral fortunes in these polls. Ranesh, we've got a lot of questions that our listeners are asking. We, we told them that you'd be able to give them the best answers, so we're going to put those through to you. Ranesh Doraj, our researcher, joining us on the line from our studios in Pretoria. Ranesh, thank you again for your time. Good afternoon. You're more than welcome, Dash. So here's some questions we have from our listeners. Uh, here's one of them concerned about uh, those athletes trading or at least competing at Rio. Are they entitled to vote? Will they have a chance? Is there any overseas voters in a local government election, Ranesh? 
No, absolutely not. Remember, local government elections are radically different from national and provincial elections. In national and provincial elections, even if you're out of your province, you can cast a ballot, but you'll just get a single ballot just for the National Assembly. With local elections, everything is voting district-specific, not even your ward. Uh, you know, even if you go to a different voting district within your ward, you will not be allowed to vote because your name will not appear on that segment of the voters' roll. So, no... Uh, very simple, you will not be allowed to vote whether you're in Rio, whether you're in Timbuktu, whether you're in Beijing. <laughs> Here's another question, uh, a, a sad situation here. We haven't got the name of this listener who wrote in. Uh, simply to say, my, my husband lost his ID book. He's applied for a smart ID about 10 days ago. He's been going to Home Affairs' office every day to inquire about getting a temporary ID but keeps being told that his fingerprints are not on the system, so he cannot get a temporary ID. We're in Port Elizabeth. He's very disappointed that he might not be able to vote. Do you have any advice for him, Ranesh? Um, as far as I know, the Minister of Home Affairs, Malusi Gigaba, he was on one of our platforms earlier this morning. He says there are a total of 280,000 uncollected IDs and smart card IDs not collected at uh, provincial offices. So I'm not sure whether this person's ID is one of those. But uh, in terms of, uh, of advice... Um, as long as that person has proof that they've applied for registration and they have their old ID and they have that sticker within that old ID, I think they will be allowed to vote, but they need to show you know, proof of that sticker when they go to that voting station. Mm, but let me double check on that and I'll get back to you. Did the, the Minister of Home Affairs also indicate that the offices of Home Affairs would, would be open throughout this period? Yes, they, uh, yes, he did indicate. And I think they opened... Um, until 7 every evening, even on election day. So we'll, we will try to get you more information on that, but uh, Home Affairs should be open and able to assist you. One, one last one here, Ronesh. It comes from David Mtunzi in Mabato. He's a, a regular writer to the program and, and doesn't ask a very easy question mm -hmm. here. He says, what would it take for the IEC to declare these elections as not being free and fair? Could you just point out a few major serious violations that people should take cognizance of in these elections? That's David Mtunzi. Ranesh? Um, I think that's the reason we have a whole list and a whole raft of uh, you know, local African and international observers, Darshan. Those guys are here. They were credited by the IEC before you know, the actual proclamation of the election date. So those guys will ensure those measures are there. These elections are free. They are free, uh, fair as well. And all those you know, checks and balances are you know, ticked off you know, as we go tomorrow. You know, the 26.3 million people are registered to vote in these elections. Yeah, the IEC will put uh, you know, measures in place. The, the uh, security apparatus as well did do a briefing last week. We had a briefing earlier this week as well, you know, police officials. Uh, initially, there were 900 army, uh, well, soldiers deployed, you know, for the elections. But I see President Jacob Zuma has increased that number from 900 to 2,000. And we also have uh, 650 um, voting stations listed as high risk. Uh, that's around 3% of the total number of voting stations. So, so obviously, you know, police officers on the ground, we have 100,000 police officers ensuring that no violence erupts, those hotspots are taken care of, soldiers on the ground as well, just to assist the, 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 the mm. police officers. But, but, you know, but, but then again, you know, the IC will reassure the South African public that all is kosher, all will work out tomorrow, and you know, those 
hotspots where violence is likely to flare up and, you know, if there are blockades and, and, and those kind of things, the IEC will keep the South African public abreast of those developments. We're waiting to hear from you on Midday Live with Darshan Mudli. Tweet us at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. It's 11 minutes to 1, and as you just heard, EFF leader Julius Malema has been visiting the IEC's Results Operations Centre in Pretoria, informally called the ROC. There, he slammed the IEC for allegedly not prioritising complaints that were submitted by the party. Malema says the IEC has acted swiftly on complaints against the EFF, but has failed to do so for the party's objections. And do whatever they want to do. We've, we've made our point yesterday. There's no point to be made today. Tomorrow there are no newspapers. The reality is that it's a holiday tomorrow. And a lot of people don't read papers on a holiday. Uh, so they, they agreed to go see Mbegi. And then they backtracked. Because somebody said to them, but you are going to be seen to be following the, the EFF. And uh, they somersaulted. It's an organization in a crisis. Others pulled out and then one of them went. Why? The center is not holding. There is no point where instruction is given and everybody else expected to carry such an instruction. The ANC was known for something called Mukombandle. Every time they give direction, members will fall. So today, others went, others didn't go. Why? It's a sign of a crisis, an organization in a crisis. And we are not in a crisis. We are running a campaign. We are not following anyone. Look at what we did. When you were following people who were unveiling posters, uh, poster after a poster here in Jobe, we were on the ground with communities in the rural areas. South Africa, we have a big problem. Uh, not only of government, but also of a lazy South African media, which only goes to accessible places. You don't go to rural areas, you don't go to township, you don't go to towns outside Cape Town, Johannesburg, PE, and uh, Deben. That's where you cover. And, and you are contributing in a way, wittingly or unwittingly, to the situation where the rural mass is neglected by politicians. Why? Because there is no coverage. Politicians go where there is coverage. I mean, there was a headline that Malema is no longer in the media. Malema is not a media darling. Why? Because Malema is campaigning in the rural areas. Malema is campaigning in the areas that are not easily accessible. Media is following Musimai money. How can unveiling a poster be news? Come on, South African media. How can unveiling a banner be news? The news should be that politicians are reaching the areas that we did not even know as the media. Politicians are addressing more than 10 meetings per day and then challenge them that when you are in power, we challenge you to do the same when you do the same thing you are doing during elections. You can't challenge me because you don't know what I was doing during elections. So we are happy that we ran a clean campaign and we were setting trends, we are breaking new ground. We ran a national campaign, not Swani, Joe Beck, PE campaign.
we because we are a true national organization we are not media run organization we are not ipsos run organization we are an organization that appreciate that south africa is bigger than pe johannesburg and tanu Commander-in-Chief of the Economic Freedom Fighters, Julius Malema. Ranesh Doraj is in Pretoria. You got to see Julius Malema arriving. What was that like, Ranesh? Well, you know what, Darshan, I was just listening to every word the leader was saying, uh, you know, the EFF leader was saying, and yeah, I was just, you know, just smiling from cheek to cheek because, you know, whatever he was saying does have some truth in it because, you know, just exacerbating the, the, the problem of what he's saying, the media focusing on the urban centers mm. and neglecting the rural areas, you know, social media is complicating that process because now with social media, just with the flick of a button, a story is sent and it's retweeted and, you know, hopped on to thousands and thousands uh, of supporters. Yeah, so absolutely, you know, the media is neglecting, you know, the rural areas, you know, to the advantage of the urban centers. And, you know, like he touched upon, uh, people are focusing, the media is very fixated on the metros. What's going to happen? What's going to transpire in the big metros? Johannesburg, Ekuruleni, Nelson Mandela Bay Metro, Cape Town as well, he mentioned. So absolutely, yeah, there is a bit of truth in what the guy was saying. Mm. Ranesh, one, one last one before we let you go. Um, and that, of course, yeah. regarding this petrol strike, I, I haven't heard the IEC talking about it yet. Are, are they saying that this petrol strike is going to be affecting any of their officials driving around? Have the police or even the soldiers who will you know, need to protect the right to vote said anything about how the petrol strike may affect them? Are there any contingency plans? What are the officials saying? I haven't heard anything from any of the mm. uh, the security agencies, Darshan, but I can assure you that uh, we will ask this question like the other one I uh, promised you earlier. The briefing will start in the next five minutes. I'll just rush down to, to that briefing and ask a couple of questions. But from where I'm sitting, I think the SAPS and the Army is, you know, obviously they've got their own fuel sources, they've got their depots, so, so they, you know, probably are covered in that sense. But my concern is, remember with the uh, with, with elections, there's a huge contingency of... A huge contingent of staff, electoral staff, part-time staff, and, and 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 that huge number of staff, 220,000 of them, need to get to their respective voting stations. So my concern would be those people, you know, who need to be at those voting stations very early tomorrow and mm. leave very late tomorrow night, how will they get to those destinations? Because remember, the IEC did say a couple of weeks ago that the ballot papers have been printed, they have already been dispatched to the various warehouses across the country, and they're probably sitting at the voting station as we speak, you know, locked you know, under police guard and heavy security and all of that. So my concern mainly would be on the 220,000 electoral staff who need to be at the station very early tomorrow morning. Thank you very much, Renes Doraj, our specialist researcher on these elections. You'll be hearing his voice throughout this week. In a final interview, well, let's tell us where we, where we are today. We're, we're not in Pretoria. We're at another venue called the Renaissance Center, the Gauteng Election Center uh, at the SABC here in Auckland Park, where we're broadcasting from. They say they're ready for tomorrow's local government elections. So let's talk more to the manager of electoral matters here, Tabo Masemula. Thank you very much for your time, Tabo. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tashin. How are you? And good afternoon to your listeners as well. We're great. I mean, what a, what a wonderful name for a venue, the Renaissance Center. Tell us about where we are. It evokes those memories. Um, you know that, I mean, African uh, poem by uh, the former president, uh, Tabombegi, and the and his program about the revival and the renewing of uh, Africa. 
We have established this um, provincial results operation center as the provincial IEC office in Gauteng to serve as a nerve center or as a hub for information in terms of these elections. Um, we have established a, a media center. We have our stakeholders, political parties who will be um, uh, hosted here. They will also be receiving results as results are being uh, captured. And you've actually set up computers out here. So there's a number of computers. Each party's allocated a computer. So they're able to tap into the election results as they're announced? That's correct. As results are being captured, they will also be seeing the same information as the IEC. Uh, remember the results will be captured, the results slip will be scanned, so they'll be able to go to a specific voting district and pull that the image of that uh, result slip and be able to compare with the information that will have, will have been provided by the party agents in respective voting uh, districts. So Tabu, what's your responsibility of this venue of this event? This venue, as I've indicated, must serve as a hub for local government information dissemination. We are going to use this venue to uh, deal, to troubleshoot where there are problems. We have a nerve center with a team of IC staff who are readily available to assist. The, we have trained them. You know that the big day is tomorrow. Where there are issues at the voting station, we have a trigger number that has been circulated uh, uh, to all political parties that they can use to escalate their problems uh, that Will, they will experience at the voting station, so we'll be able to solve those things. So what are the top issues you're dealing with right now? There were, there were reports in Tembisa of ballot papers that were in somebody's private custody. There were reports of intimidation in other places. What are the top I, issues for you? I can safely tell you that today it's quieter than yesterday. Um, yesterday we had few, few hiccups there and there, but I think today our teams on the ground are finalizing, uh, administ uh, administering the, the special votes. They're concluding their home visits, we had about 78,992 uh, approved applications for special vote. Uh, may I also add that we are hosting our local uh, municipal office. Um, um, all the results uh, from the city of Joburg um, will be captured at this center. We have made arrangements that all presiding officers, uh, about 842 presiding officers in, uh, who will be responsible for voting stations in, in, in the city of Joburg will personally bring their results at this results center. And they're going to need Please. to fuel their cars in order to do that. Is the petrol strike having any effect? Not at all. We have firm plans that we have made with the Johannesburg Metropolis supported by SAPS. Um, and yesterday we had a, a brief dry run. So our plans are sound and our plans are in place. Tabo Masimula, thank you very much for your time. I'm sure we'll be chatting again. He's the manager for electoral matters here at the Renaissance Center, the Gauteng Election Center. Thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM Midday Live today. We'll do it again with you tomorrow. It's election day from us here at the Renaissance Center and to all of you who are joining us. Thanks so much for doing it. We'll do it again with you tomorrow. Take care.